no matter if we say, oh, hey, being popular, you don't have to be the most popular kid. Kids want to be liked. Kids want to belong. Kids want to be a part of something. So they are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And impressionable. And impressionable. So if like a cool girl is talking about someone else's thighs rubbing, you're like checking you're, you're, you're looking and then you're checking yourself and yeah. then you go home and that's when you start looking at the yourself. The 500 calorie conversation comes up. Correct. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. We're live. We're live in the home studio. Um, <laughs> if you're picking up the faint sound of a jackhammer, that is the joys of having a home studio office. To record podcasts in. You know, and it's funny because we're like, where is it coming from? Is yeah. it the neighbor? Is it the street? Street? It's been going on for hours. Hours. And I haven't been here for hours, so <laughs> I can only imagine the rattling inside Jill's brain. Thank goodness uh, we got a good night's sleep and it wasn't the first thing that we woke up to. 6 a.m. Just a little jackhammer. Just a nice alarm sound. Well, I'm not worried about us as much as I am the operator of the jackhammer. I really, though. That's a that's a shakeup. Really? I was like, do they take a lunch break? Because it's, it's one o'clock We're trying to now. catch them on their lunch break. <laughs> you guys, take a break. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, hi, Jill. Hi, Mayor. How you doing? So good. Good. This is my favorite time of year in Arizona. And I know everyone who's listening is probably going to get sick of us talking about it. But Best really, time of year to live here. This is like what it feels like to be in Colorado in the summertime mm. is like our January, February, March here in Arizona. The quintessential Arizona resident time. 100%. Yeah. February to mm, May? Yeah. Early May. I'd even venture June. I'd go into June. Oh. But like right now, we get all the things. There's yeah. so many activities to do here so in the Valley fun. of the Sun. It's so much fun to live here at this point in time. Even if you don't partake in the activities, you get to be like a watcher of the activities and see all the other people. And that's fun too. Totally. Yeah. I, I love that. So I'm well. How are you doing? You know, I'm well as well. We're so well. We're very well. Um, <laughs> or unwell. Just kidding. <laughs> this isn't um, daddy gang. We're not on Alex no, Cooper's call, call, call her daddy. daddy. Uh, there are days where we're unwell. I will claim that. <laughs> Um, yes. Being a small business owner who works with teens and tweens, there are several days where I will admit that <laughs> I am unwell. <laughs> totally. Um, but 
there are constant reminders in our day as to why we're doing the work we're doing and that we're on the right track as unwell as it may feel from time (laughs) to time. And what we're talking about today is one of those indicators. Um, We work closely with organizations who work closely with teens. Um, This is not for the faint of heart and is not a position you want to take on on your own. This takes community and other organizations who are advocating for similar demographics in their own way. And one of those companies that we know, love, and trust and that we follow, follow, follow is Bark Technologies. You may have heard us mention it a few times as we are partnered with them. We love to recommend their products, their app, their phone uh, in order for you parents to help keep your kids as safe as humanly possible without losing your mind or spending hours on hours on hours like scrolling your own social medias to make sure you're keeping them safe. Yeah. And what I love about them too is that they've been doing this work since 2015 and – Ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. And they have really found their sweet spot in the digital space. And they've brought in incredible experts and professionals to support them in having big conversations that parents come to us for. And like you said – We can't be everything for everyone, but linking arms with these incredible companies like Bark supports us in guiding parents to seeking out a different resource Mm -hmm. to say, hey, um, it like we know this is important and here's here's a solution for you to jump off to to check into. Um, I knew it all when I was 15. So I'd imagine that you're probably on the other end of this saying, yeah, this is familiar. We're in the know-it-all era right now. (laughs) I do not claim to know it all now. So I love what you just said in terms of we have resources. We have people, we have pockets, we have communities to direct people to that we don't feel well enough equipped to speak on. Yeah. Um, This work has prompted us to be good within social media and to be very aware of what's going on within apps online. Um, it is a scary place to be and right. not everyone really has a grasp on that. We're coming from a generation and this is straight from childhood 2.0. That's a documentary. If you haven't seen it, I think you can YouTube highly, it. Highly, highly recommend. recommend. Just it is a must watch for parents. A little eye opener. Yeah. It's a little eye opening for you 100%. to really grasp what's going on because we're from a generation where stranger danger was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Don't take candy from that man in the van. Um, yeah, you go outside barefoot and step on a nail, you're going to get tetanus. Like those were the worries. Now we still kind of have that mindset, but the worries are, and, and we see that because there's a statistic right now, and this is coupled with a few things that, uh, like 70% of preteens get less time outside than a prisoner. So an hour, they spend less time outside than a we Some, just we yeah. just read that statistic. Yeah, and that that is a multitude of different reasons. Yeah. They're online more than they are. They have their communities right. and friendships, quote unquote, online. And parents are scared to let their kids go outside because yeah. of fear of what we know as a generation of being kidnapped. And yes, those are still viable. I'm not right. discounting that in any way, shape, or form. But the fears now are different. The predators now are very different. And They're online. They're lurking in the shadows of the internet. Correct. And what is wild, I just recently went to a parent evening at my kiddo's school around online safety. She goes to all of these, y'all. I love it. It's just, it's a way for me to participate as a community member and also hear what other resources are out there. And I loved being a part 
I loved being an audience member, but I loved hearing the questions that parents had because they think, and this was just in a room full of parents that I was that I was amongst, but they still think um, it is scarier to have their kids ride their bike to the park yeah. than it is in having their kids be online. Without checking where they are online. Right. I just had a conversation with my landlord who has a 15-year-old son. He's getting ready to get his driver's license, so almost 16. I think yeah. you have to be 16 and a half now. And she was telling me, I was asking her what his online activity was. Um, I don't know what prompted that, but she was saying how good of a kid he was and how responsible he was and how he liked thrifting. And I go, oh, that's big with Gen Z, right? They're yeah. very concerned about the planet and fast fashion is yeah. totally out. The hashtag loud budgeting is in mm-hmm. because we're sick of seeing influencers and people who have influence online stock up and buy 75 of the same thing because right. it's such a waste. Right. And Gen Z is very concerned with the state of the, the planet. So I was asking, is he on TikTok? What, where, where is he? Because he's obviously getting this information yeah. from a collective. And she goes, he's on like a chat application. He goes on TikTok, yes, but he's more so on this other. And I said, Snapchat? And she said, no. I go, like Discord? It was Discord. It's it was Discord. Discord. Yeah. And he is a gamer. Uh-huh. And I cautioned her. I'm not one to be like, fear tactic, fear tactic, fear tactic. I'm, I'm going to tell you I'm, how to parent. I'm, I'm absolutely not going to do that. It's not my right. But I right. did forward her this blog from Bark, which we are going to get into here in a minute. And I said, that is consistently flagged as one of the top five apps for a plethora of different things that are all bad. (laughs) All red flags. (laughs) Red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. Bullying. Not just regular bullying. Severe bullying. Mm -hmm. Depression. I mean, the the Discord app is not a great app. It should be part of the dark web if we're being Uh, honest. A thousand percent. So I just – I sent it to her. As just a, a read, hey, I said, if you want to read into it, this look is what this. I know about it. So yeah. as long as you're keeping your pulse on him and what he's talking about, who he's talking to, right. you shouldn't have anything to worry right. about. But it's the hands-off parents who don't know what apps their kids are yes. um, convening in. Yeah. Well, and that Discord, so I, I loved because this came up in, in this parent Q&A and a mom was like, my high schooler. Um, was a part of a Discord group and not even a gamer, but there was like a there's a room for this particular high school. And she was like, I just thought it was all for gaming. And I was like, great call out because so many people think it is for gaming when mm-hmm. there is other avenues to explore. And if you are curious about something or you may be feeling something that a room is available for you to walk into on Discord, I mean, and if you, you don't know in. what Discord is, it is a community-based app. Mm-hmm. Um, it coincides with your computer well, but you can also have it as an app. Yeah. And it is – I like to imagine it as a house with a lot of different rooms to yeah. go in. So you can be in a kitchen group. You can be in a gamer room. Right. Um, Jill and I got introduced to Discord when we were part of the grant competition in 2020. So this – company had a discord channel 
and their channel, so their house had several different rooms. So it was like, if you're new to our company, start here. If you have been accepted into the grant program, you're going to be accepted into this room. Then we'll have competition prep in this room. Right. So think of the thousands of avenues that your kids can get wrapped up in within Discord. There are so many available avenues. So many. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it is confusing. So I can see several parents who have relegated themselves to yeah. saying, can't teach an old dog new tricks or this is just not my style, logging in and getting in there and being like, I don't know what to do. This is overwhelming <laughs> and giving up and simply trusting totally. that their child has the foresight to understand yeah. when they're getting into trouble. Yeah. But what we know about teenagers is they oftentimes, A, bite off more than they can chew, or B, get in over their head. And C, they don't like to ask for help because yep. they're fearful of what the consequence will be, whether that is a punishment, whether that is feeling shamed, whether that is being made feel wrong. There is a point in time in our lives where we all of a sudden feel like everyone is watching us and it's literally from like a Monty Python movie. Shame, shame, yeah. <laughs> shame. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately, we have to work really hard as parents, guardians, community members to make sure our kids feel seen, heard, loved, and valued so they can get rid of that fear of shame exactly. earlier rather than having it haunt them for their yes. entire life. I love that. And that was – so the attorney – the Arizona attorney general was um, the ones presenting this information. And the parents were asking like, well, why are kids afraid to come to them, the parents, um, if they feel – stuck or if they're scared or whatever it is. So if they're in a discord group um, or room or whatever, and they know they shouldn't be there, it's like, well, what's the, why can't the kid just come and talk to the parents? Like what the parents were like, what do we need to do yeah. in order to break down those walls to know that like we're, we're here to keep them safe. And the woman presenting said, it's because it's the fear of them losing social media. They would rather hide and pretend that everything is fine than you take away their social media. So they're just going to grin and bear it. And that's the connection to their friends, their commitments. Their lives. And honestly, yep. as much as things change, they stay the same, right? Because we had similar fears growing up that we were going to get grounded, right? right. So we were going to be pulled from our social circle. Yep. Fast forward now 20 years we're scared of being pulled from our social circle in the way of losing social media. Right. It's a lifeline to kids. Um, though we absolutely advocate for holding off as long as you possibly can, yep. we also understand why parents feel so pressured to give their kids a phone and or social media, yeah. likely both, at earlier and earlier ages because of the pressure they feel in school. And we saw it this summer, totally side note this summer, this Christmas, um, around Stanley Cups. Yes. Right? If somebody during Christmas had a Stanley Cup on their Christmas list and they got it and their friend did not, they were made fun of. Like Absolutely. we're seeing it play out in January of the haves and the have-nots. Right. So think about it in terms of social media being 10 – times the pressure. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have the foundation or the verbiage to defend the why or why not, because you haven't as a parent looped them into the why or why not, you just say, because I said so. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we're not at a point 
no. in the parenting journey to say, because I said so anymore, it's got to be a same team mentality. They mm-hmm. need to be looped in. Whether they agree with it or not, you're going to be saving them on the back end so much emotion and yep. big feelings and hard conversations or hard moments with their friends who are like, oh, we have it. That makes you less than me. Right. right? Yeah. So we understand, but you got to get in there and you have to ask questions like that. Um, you you can't ask how was school to get a good, right? right? You, you got to dig. You got to dig. Your kids are onions. Get past the first, second, and third layer yeah. and provide them a space that they know is safe to come talk to you. And if you can't be that space, that is where people like Jill and I come in. 100%. Well, and I love the call out because – um, I, I read something the other day that inspired me as a parent because you do. You kind of go for the general, how was your day? Did you who'd you sit with at lunch or did you have a hard time or whatever? And it's like, how do you create, how do you create the the language and the verbiage for your kids to understand that social and emotional skills are critical mm. in their development? So, hey, at the dinner table on Mondays, we're gonna talk about Monday, what motivated you today? Mm. Set and, them up right, for success. Set them up so they know that it's just one thing that they need to answer and they're not just rattling off all these things and you're not asking a ton of questions. Great. Tip Tuesday. Hey, who did you help today in your friend group? I love that. Did you give them, you know, a, a tip or advice or who gave you that? Mm-hmm. Which I loved. Wednesday, so on and so forth. Thursday. Have a and theme. Then have a theme. That Friday way they're not was overwhelmed. Like, hey, what did you fail at? Today's Friday. Today's failure Friday. So then these kids are are um, not when when those moments or challenges happen or hardships happen or success happens, they are more equipped to bounce back or handle what is being presented to them versus making them feel less than or I'm not enough or whatever. And then you just know, as a parent, you're like, ah, oh, she's off. Something something's wrong with her, but she's not talking about it because she's never been taught. Right. So it's so important to have just an open line of communication around, hey, we're going to talk differently around here. We're going to try this out. And I'm going to practice with you as your parent. Same team mentality. Same team mentality. And this on the back end then answers, really, I feel like the question that parent had to the attorney general of what can I do, right? Yeah. It allows a space for your kids to feel comfortable telling you when things are or are not right, right, which according to the annual report, so Bark releases an annual report highlighting concerns, statistics, um, all about children's online activities, and they really emphasize the importance of parental monitoring and communication to address issues like suicide, risky contacts, and exposure to inappropriate content because what we see is the lackadaisical, here's a phone, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, and it's your phone. Yeah. We're starting to see the fallout from that. Statistics are coming back and they are jarring. Right. They're they're scary. They're really scary for our kids. Yeah. Uh, And something so important for Jill and I is this work to help equip kids to express themselves, to understand what tools they need to pull out in certain situations. Um, And we feel very strongly that a good foundation of social and emotional skills is where your kids can grow from to avoid becoming a statistic. Well, in this report, what I want to say, because we'll highlight this in our show notes, they took 
12,000 or something crazy. All of last year, the families that that use bark, they've they picked apart and did their own research to say, okay, out of all of the text messages and all of the alerts, these were the areas that we want to tell parents that we want to highlight. Um, and that number, so however many families, yes, um, the annual report on the back end, they processed 5.6 billion. God, I was way off. Five, I, I was well, like 12,000. That might have been families that yeah. use the technology. I'm not sure. I, I'm so glad it that you processed saw. a staggering 5.6 billion with a B. Wow. Activities encompassing text messages, which makes emails, sense. Yeah. YouTube, and 30 plus apps. And apps, you can think of things like Kick, it's a messaging yep. app, Kick, X, formerly known as Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. Uh, Tumblr, then you've got Discord, uh, you've got Snapchat, you've got Steam. I've never heard of Steam. That's a new one for me that I will be looking into now. Yeah, same. Um, and then your regular old, I mean, top apps flagged for hate speech. You'll never guess number one. You'll never guess number one. I would expect an audible gasp when I say what the number one app that was flagged for hate speech is. Okay, let me guess. Because I know I read this, but this was a couple days ago. So, yeah. you know, my my brain's like, well, on to the next. Yeah. Um, Discord? You would think, but no. That's not no. even on the list. Wow. Okay. It's probably top 10. Snapchat. That's number three. Okay. Instagram uh, is number YouTube? two. No, YouTube is not on the list. Wow. Uh, YouTube hasn't come up yet on any of these, which speaks volumes. Um, yeah. Spotify. Wow. Spotify is the top app flagged for hate speech. Oh, my gosh. And I gosh. bet you didn't even know that you could find hate speech on Spotify because your kids are listening to music. Right. So just a little, Whoa. huh. Wow. Huh. Okay. Right? That is – that is – so wild. what this – yeah, that is wild. What this um, annual report did was obviously take those millions of activities and they spit out this incredible report and it goes over things like what your kids are seeing. So um, the percentage of teens and tweens that uh, came in contact with sexual predators. Yeah. The percentage of teens who – or teens and tweens who – got flagged for drug and alcohol content, whether it be text messages, whether it be looking for it on Snapchat. The thing is, Snapchat especially, all kids use it. It's one of the apps that has stood the test of time and one yeah. of its selling points has been it's because the messages disappear. All kids think that it just disappears. You can't ever see it again. So I might right. as well send that nude or send that explicit text message. Right. Nothing disappears. No. Nothing. You have a digital footprint and it includes your Snapchat messages, which is why Snapchat is on the list for all of these things. So other areas to notate are, um, let's see, alerts for potential self-harm and suicide include anything from text messages about cutting to email drafts drafts, email drafts that is of a suicide note. Which um, I also – that is so important. Oh, how cool! Utmost. How cool, and not in cool, and like the act. It's but, cool that we're alerted. But we're alerted. Mm -hmm. 
That way we know at least that we need to do something oh about my it because the numbers are staggering. Right. It was experienced by 33% of tweens, tweens. and 57% of teens. Mm. Oh, and that's coming from the 5.6 billion suicide is the second, emails yeah. f- from their, their research that they pulled that Yeah, and suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids aged 10 to 14. So – I can't stress enough how much phones and constantly being online. Somebody said it the other day, when we first got social media, we used social media as an escape from the world. Mm-hmm. Now we're using mm. the world as an escape from social media. Interesting. The amount of time we're on it, the amount of screen time that your kids are yeah. racking up. We can't stress enough having a pulse on that and getting Bark, something like Bark as um, they have an app. It's very user-friendly. You can set it up as the parent to get these alerts so you're not having to go through their phone. We're not opposed going through their phone. I just want to put that out there. There's a really big conversation and controversy around privacy and all that. But that, what you said earlier, Jill, about setting expectations, Mm -hmm. if those expectations are set from the start, then we're not invading privacy in a way that they feel like they've been wronged. Absolutely. If you have given your child a phone and two years in, you're like, give me that. I want to see it. Without having had a prior conversation about it, of course, that's going to feel like a violation. Right. But you need to have a contract right away. 100%. This is my phone. I'm letting you borrow it. That means I'm going to look through it. We need to have a sit down every Sunday to talk about the week's activities, the apps that you're getting into, what you're downloading. Right. That's up to you and your family, but there is not a chance in hell that you should not be monitoring their activity. I totally agree. I think it's such a miss because it takes steps. It takes Time. time and effort to do that, but you will not regret it. And one thing in this in this annual r- report that I thought was interesting was the increase that like Bark is really highlighting that what is on the uptick mm. is disordered eating. So what we thought and what we've been talking about around mental health and wellness is um, or I should say mental health is um, depression and anxiety. Those yeah. two words have been a part of our vocabulary and our kids start, our kids use it in their day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. But disordered eating um, is is on the is on the rise, which is interesting because it could sound something like, I'm going to eat 500 calories a day until vacation that they're sending to their friends. And more than one in five kids and adolescents around the world show signs of disordered eating. It's Mm. coming from CNN. So 9% of tweens have texted something of the sort and 21% of teens. God. So 21%. And that goes to show who they're following, who's inspiring them, who are they role modeling after. We know all of these trends are coming from somewhere. And it's such a good reminder of just having those conversations with your your kids. Well, that's another thing. As much as things change, they stay the same. My story, I won't get into my entire story right now. That'll be for another time. But a, a part of my story includes having to monitor my little sister's activity online because she had suicidal ideations. And we wound up in the ICU 
three or four times based on attempts. And that was a difficult time um, for both of us, considering I wasn't equipped to handle what was going on. I did my best, however, and what that included was getting her passwords to see what her activity was all over. I was trying to get a holistic view of her life. And I found her Tumblr. And if you don't know what Tumblr is, Tumblr is a blog website of sorts where you can host multiple different blogs. And what I found that she was involved in was a bulimia and anorexia group on Tumblr. And these groups promoted this right. disordered eating lifestyle right. as glamorous, I want to say. Yeah. And I was stunned. I had no idea Sick that things stomach. like this yeah. existed. Right. Now, I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and say that I've never experienced that or didn't have thoughts comparing myself. Of or, course. Yeah. Um, right now on TikTok, hashtag legging legs. Legging legs is trending. Legging legs, okay. Um, and it's the idea that some people don't have legs to fit into leggings. Mm. And I vividly remember I was a sophomore in high school. We were attending a wrestling match at another school, and one of my girlfriends at the time was a senior. And she laughed and pointed and said, that girl's thighs are touching. Mm. And I was like, I, I immediately looked down at my thighs. Right. And I was like, mine? I feel like my thighs touch. Like, is yeah. that a bad thing? Right. It's one instance. Well, and that's it's one when sentence. it triggers yeah. the body dysmorphia yeah. or yeah. the bulimia or, yeah, it 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 can be exactly as, as simple. One comment. And one I'll never sentence. forget it. Yeah. I will never forget it. Like, clear as day. I remember where I was, how I felt, how she said it, who said it. Well, and what I want to say in that and why you remember it and parents, your kids just want to fit in. Mm. So, And they're learning from their friends as to what's important, quote unquote. So no matter if we say, oh, hey, being popular, you don't have to be the most popular kid. Kids want to be liked. Kids want to belong. Kids want to be a part of something. So they are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And impressionable. And impressionable. So if like a cool girl is talking about someone else's thighs rubbing, you're like checking, you're you're looking and then you're checking yourself and then you go home and that's when you start looking at yourself The 500 calorie conversation comes up. Correct. So as much as things change, they stay the same because this is something I dealt with as a high schooler. It was something I found my sister dealing with as a high schooler. And now we're seeing it come back around in these statistics that are on the uptick as well as what's trending on popular social media platforms like TikTok. So all of this is to say, get involved, get involved, get an app like Bark. If you feel like you don't have the time or the energy or the space to monitor, hire something, buy something to help you do the job. There is no reason why you shouldn't implement something like this to keep your kids safe. Because that's the argument too is, mom, you don't trust me, right? Like how many on the other end of this podcast, I've heard that because <laughs> I've said it several times. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not that you don't trust your kids. Asterix, you probably don't t- trust your kids because they times. don't have a fully developed frontal lobe. It's hard, to, it's hard to trust somebody who can't really critically think at all times. Um, it's not about not trusting your kids, though. It's about not trusting the four million other people on the other end of the screen. Exactly. A hundred percent. People don't care about your kids. And stop making excuses. hundred percent. 
excuses in, in the sense of you not knowing things. There is too much out there for you to set TMI. your kids up for success and 100%. to set you up for success. To feel good. 100%. To know that you're doing the right thing for them. Yeah. So get yourself set up with a company like Bark and get your kids involved with a program where they learn these tools and skills. Absolutely. Critical thinking, how to use discernment, how to s- decipher good from bad. They are not learning the skills and tools that they need to be in schools. That is evident. Social emotional learning programs are getting cut left and right. 100%. They are foundational. I will die on this hill Mm -hmm. in terms of these skills being the most important skills I've ever learned. Yeah. And I learned them late 20s, early 30s. And it has taken me every ounce of my being to not look back at my younger self and be like, oh my God, why didn't I learn these? Why didn't everybody teach me? Why didn't anybody teach me these I things? Know. Well, and imagine if schools actually did a survey like what Bark did mm. in terms of how many conversations they have to say to a parent. Yeah. Or, you know, if they come visit the principals, it's like if he's if he or she is documenting their own research, I would be, I would be interested to see. And I wonder if schools would then pay better attention if parents would try a little bit harder. Yeah. But the last thing that I want to say in, in me being a part of that parent evening, there was five parents in an entire elementary school there. Granted, I understand there are things happening in people's lives and there was an online option as well. So if you couldn't make it in person, you can be online. There was four people online. So it's so it's a total just of nine people, including total, you, correct? Who does this work every day? Who, right, and I'm like, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, because research I, and development, absolutely. And I want to be the best, not only for my kids, but my, for my friends' kids, because I, I know I can I, I can help support, do whatever it is. Because it's not just about my kids. It's like I want all kids to be safe, and to to have these resources. So parents. Put yourself in rooms, listen to more podcasts, get yourself the proper things to monitor what your kids are doing and and don't get caught up in the excuses. Well, you don't want it to be too late. And this isn't a scare tactic. Like I, I said at the beginning of this, I'm yeah. not trying to use this as fear mongering. However, there is no excuse. And this is this is us calling you out. We are calling you out, but we're calling you out to call you up. Right. Because God forbid you're one of the parents who has to deal with whatever is on the other end of 57% of teens have used language for suicidal ideation. Right. 77% of teens alerts for drugs and alcohol. Those range from texts about prescriptions to videos of child of children consuming illegal substances. Mm. Right? God forbid you're on the other end of a phone call you receive or right. a situation that happens when you could have taken steps to help prevent it. It's all about prevention. There's education that needs to happen, guardrails that need to be put up, and spaces that need to be created. And that's on you. Right. We're here to support. We're here to support through and through. But you got to do the the nitty-gritty work at home. Absolutely. So, All right, y'all. Listen, this community, you guys are tuning into this podcast because you care. And our challenge to you is share this episode with other people who need to hear this message. Yeah. Because thank you for tuning in and share it with three friends because imagine the ripple effect. Imagine somebody taking away a golden nugget and they're like, oh my gosh, this opened my eyes to something that I can take action on now that will help me in the future and my child in the future. 
Amen, We're all in honey. this together. We're all in this together. That's right. We'll link the the Bark Report. Um, we're also sponsored by Bark, so we'll link um to their website if yeah. you want to check out the available products and services they have in order to help you parent. That's right. Any well, loser. Until the next time, you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll catch you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? The flip side. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? If you're feeling the same I-can-do-anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout-out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.